0: See that no one misleads you.
1: It says, and when Jesus had cried out with a loud voice, and I believe what he cried out was, it is finished.
0: You are literally about to read what he just said. So for those who may or may not know, this is Derek Prince, huge proponent in the charismatic movement, also the deliverance ministries of today. Many of these groups glean a lot from Derek Prince. This to me proves they have zero understanding of God's word. I guess I want to sit here just for a couple of minutes. So please allow me this time on this week's RLE, because as a pastor, would he not know what Jesus said? Jesus said seven things while he was on the cross. So allow me two and a half minutes to tell you what they are. The first thing he said is when he spoke to God the Father. When Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. The next conversation that we get to is when Jesus was having the conversation with the criminal on the cross. The third thing, Jesus speaks to Mary and also to John. When he says, dear woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, he said, here is your mother. The fourth thing that Jesus cried out was, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The fifth thing is when Jesus cries and says, I thirst or I am thirsty. The sixth thing that Jesus said was it is finished. And then finally, Jesus's last words is this account that Derek Prince is reading from. Luke chapter 23, verse 46. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. How can anyone be confused of what Jesus said next when the passage literally is telling you what was said next
1: Luke 23 verse 46 it says and when Jesus had cried out with a loud voice and I believe what he cried out was it is finished he said father into your hands I commend my spirit and having said this He breathed his last, he died, he expired. So his spirit was commended to the father. Now there are some things that I can't explain. I can make these statements that there may be areas in which I cannot give you a further explanation.
0: Derek, that is why God says to study the word of God. He was made alive by the spirit. By the Spirit translates one word, pneumatic, which could refer to the third person of the Trinity as the agent of Christ's resurrection, or it may refer to Christ's human spirit in contrast with his human body. See 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 6.
1: What happened to the soul of Jesus? So the soul of Jesus went down into that realm of departed spirits. It's also stated <clears throat> in 1 Peter three eighteen and 19. 1 Peter three eighteen and 19. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust, that He might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit or in the Spirit. By whom also he went and preached to the spirits in prison who formerly were disobedient, when once the long-suffering of, of God waited in the doors of Noah. So Jesus went down into Hades. And there are details of this which I cannot explain to you, but I can tell you what the Bible says. He made a proclamation. This translation says he preached but it's the word to proclaim. It does not mean necessarily that he preached the gospel, but he made a proclamation. My guess is he said from now on, I'm the ruler in this place. I have the keys of death and of Hades, and you are answerable to me for everything that goes on from now on. That's just my theory. It may not be right.
0: This particular passage does come under a lot of misinterpretation. And that is why a lot of people will assume that Jesus went to hell as we have heard here today. But according to Roger M. Raymer in the Bible Knowledge Commentary an Exposition of the Scriptures, he said this, and I'm very happy to announce our very own Carly is going to be the narrator
2: through whom he preached to the spirits in prison has been subject to many interpretations. Some believe Peter here referred to the descent of Christ's spirit into Hades between his death and resurrection to offer people who lived before the flood a second chance for salvation. However, this interpretation has no scriptural support. Others have said this passage refers to Christ's descent into hell after his crucifixion, to proclaim his victory to the imprisoned fallen angels referred to in 2 Peter 2 verse 4-5, equating them with the sons of God Moses wrote about. Though much commends this view as a possible interpretation, the context seems more likely to be referring to humans rather than angels the spirits are described in 1 Peter 3 verse 20 as those who were disobedient when God waited patiently for Noah to finish building the ark they had rebelled against the message of God during the 120 years the ark was being built God declared he would not tolerate people's wickedness forever but would extend his patience for only 120 more years since the entire human race except Noah was evil God determined to wipe mankind from the face of the earth. The spirits referred to in 1 Peter 3.20 are probably the souls of the evil human race that existed in the days of Noah. Those spirits are now in prison, awaiting the final judgment of God at the end of the age. The problem remains as to when Christ preached to these spirits. Peter's explanation for the resurrection of Christ by the Spirit brought to mind that the pre-incarnate Christ was actually in Noah, ministering through him by means of the Holy Spirit. Peter referred to the Spirit of Christ in the Old Testament prophets. Later he described Noah as a preacher of righteousness. The Spirit of Christ preached through Noah to the ungodly humans who at the time of Peter's writing were spirits in prison awaiting final judgment. This interpretation seems to fit the general theme of this section. Keeping a good conscience and unjust persecution. Noah is presented as an example of one who committed himself to a course of action for the sake of a clear conscience before God. Though it meant enduring harsh ridicule, Noah did not fear men but obeyed God and proclaimed his message. Noah's reward for keeping a clear conscience and unjust suffering was the salvation of himself and his family who were saved through water being brought safely through the flood.
3: So there's some things that I could get to, but I just want to show you that in the old covenant, there was hell, there was Abraham's bosom, and then there's heaven. Today, there is no longer Abraham's bosom. It's not necessary. There's just hell and heaven. And Jesus went to hell so that you and I don't have to. But he didn't just do it so you could get saved. How many you know that's the most important part? That's the most important part. But some things happened there. And so I'm so glad that this worked around to this because um, I've been preaching on this for nigh on 35 years. And it's one of my favorite preaching scriptures. Turn with me to Colossians chapter two. And having spoiled principalities and powers. He made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. When did he do that? Those three days. What was he doing? The Bible says this. If the devils would have known, they would have never crucified the Lord of glory. What's the first thing? Because they had to, when Jesus said it is finished and gave up the ghost, there had to be an automatic party going on in hell. We have beat another one. That God sent. But as soon as Jesus said it is finished, then what happened? Somebody's in hell. His name is Jesus and we've got a big uh-oh on our hands. The, 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 here he is. What's he doing? He's destroying. Principalities. Powers. Dominions. Mights. Anything that's going anything that thinks they have any power over humanity at all, Jesus is in hell destroying them. I'm actually writing this book about it. I've been writing it for years. There's so many things to put together and get right because it's, a, it's one of those theological points that people will discredit you over if you say that Jesus went to Hades and suffered. They're like, no, he went down there and kicked butt. Well, he did do that, but he suffered first because he had to conquer death.
0: This pastor here, that might sound true to you, but it's not biblical. Jesus suffered once, and that was on Calvary. When he said, it is finished, that's precisely what Jesus meant. So no, he did not go down to hell to suffer some more. I understand there's confusion. Jesus' soul and spirit went to Abraham's bosom, the side of blessing, not the side of cursing.